0: WE'VE GOT A DIFFERENT KIND OF ROUNDTABLE FOR YOU THIS MORNING. THREE LAWMAKERS FROM SOUTH FLORIDA ALL ON THEIR WAY TO TALLAHASSEE. IN FACT, THIS AFTERNOON, THEY'RE GOING FOR THE START OF THE ANNUAL LEGISLATIVE SESSION.
1: THEY WILL BE CHARTING THE COURSE OF YOUR BIGGEST ISSUES AND THEIRS. OPENING DAY IS TUESDAY AND USUALLY THAT'S A BIG WELCOME BACK. THERE ARE HUGS AND HANDSHAKES AND GOODWILL. HOW LONG THE PLAN TO COOPERATE AND COMPROMISE LAST? AH, THAT IS THE QUESTION. THE HOUSE AND SENATE HAVE SOME BIG ISSUES IN FRONT OF THEM, AND WE'LL TALK ALL ABOUT THOSE. BUT INTRODUCTIONS FIRST. STATE REPRESENTATIVE CHEVRON JONES IS FROM WEST PARK AND REPRESENTS SOUTHEAST Broward COUNTY. HE IS A DEMOCRAT WITH A SPECIAL INTEREST AND EXPERTISE IN EDUCATION. STATE SENATOR Annette Deo REPRESENTS KENDALL. AND SOUTHWEST MIAMI-DADE, SHE IS A DEMOCRAT WHOSE PRIORITIES INCLUDE HEALTH CARE AND EDUCATION. Chip LaMarca, state representative, lives in Lighthouse Point. He is a Republican who represents Northeast Broward. He was a Broward County Commissioner for eight years before his election to the State House in 2018. And thank you for making us a stop on the way to Tallahassee yes. today. Great to have <laughs> you.
0: We on. are glad that you are here. Let's begin, if we can, with I think the big issue, at least one of the big issues, education. Uh, representative Chevron Jones, that is an area of your expertise. The governor is proposing. That starting teachers uh, in Florida get about a ten thousand dollar a year raise, mm-hmm. ten thousand to start at forty-seven thousand five hundred. But the teachers' unions, and you've been a, so you've mm-hmm. been a teacher, mm-hmm. uh, say we don't like this. We don't want mm-hmm. bonus programs. We want across the board hikes. Mm-hmm. Where do things stand?
2: Yeah, thanks, Mike. Uh, the truth be told, I think the over 100,000 teachers who will benefit from uh, this 47.5 uh, uh, initiative that the governor wants to do, uh, they understand that because it's something that we've been asking for for years uh, because the last governor didn't do it. Uh, but now what's happening is that you have your seasoned teachers who are not included in that proposal. So I don't think the FEA is not happy with the, uh, the 47.5. What well, the FEA is asking is is saying that let's not forget about our seasoned teachers who've been in the classroom for 10 and 20 years who right. are sometimes are just getting to that 47.5. Right.
1: Uh, Chip Labarca, so you have, I know you filed a bill that has something to do with education. I want to talk about that in mm-hmm. a minute, But but just staying on this topic, the uh, the governor really put forth a plan mm-hmm. that is um, probably surprised a lot of people with the money he put into education, and yet, as we we're talking about, there's still a big backlash from not only the Democratic side of the aisle, but the teachers and a lot of people who work in the district. What's your What's your take
3: on that? So uh, I agree with you that uh, it was a. Uh, it was a big step. It was exactly what we had all been hearing from uh, people when we knock on doors, whether they're Republicans, Independents, or Democrats, uh, the teachers need to be paid more uh, more so they can live a, live a normal lifestyle, living wage, uh, or better, they're teaching our kids. Um, and The governor, I would say the governor probably surprised the House leadership as well with, with this initiative. I was at one of the announcements in Fort Lauderdale. Um, and uh, the, 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 the basis of the issue is yes, we need to raise the bottom. We need to raise the minimum for any teacher, but we also need to look at uh, teachers who have been doing this a long time. And I think the governor has phase two of that plan. So um, I did see where uh, some FEA reps uh, in Broward anyway, uh, the Broward folks, uh, Took issue right away with the season teacher piece. Um, I'd like to say let's let's do one, and we'll, we'll do the other one as well. Um, I'm, I'm ready to work with uh, with my colleagues across the aisle in the House, and I know Chev and I work very well together. And it, uh, teachers are so important. Yeah.
0: Yes, Senator Tadeo, tell us where you stand on this, and where you think the uh, Senate, which is dominated uh, uh, controlled by Republicans, where they stand on their education. <laughs> well, barely. what is it? T- twenty-one seventeen. Yes,
4: exactly. So forty. 40-
1: and grenades.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we are 48 uh, in the country in teacher pay. So l- the good news is we're talking about raising mm-hmm. teacher salaries. Yeah. That is great news. Both sides are talking about it. We've been talking mm-hmm. about it for a long time. Um, The devil's in the details though, and that's going to be the sausage the way it's made So we're gonna have to decide and figure out a way to first of all not not hurt those teachers that have been there a long time But also we need to make sure that we take care of large counties Where many of us in large counties have Mm -hmm. raised our teacher salaries Mm -hmm. raised our own taxes So that we they wouldn't go away because really we have a problem attracting teachers Well
0: down in the Keys they in fact have been paying teachers exactly. more and to retain and recruit teachers exactly so we need to
4: make sure that whatever we do we don't hamper those situations where they've had to go to their own pockets our people watching so that uh, teachers don't leave
1: you, you know what i wanted to mention the vote that you talked about in several counties large districts like ours is there's a, an end date there's a shelf life that yes. wasn't a raise of a salary that was kind of like a four-year bump yes and then that goes away unless it's revoted on yes. chevron jones so the, the actual teacher salaries are negotiated at the district level, mm-hmm, of course. Mm-hmm. We had uh, the UTD and BTU union reps, Dayton Broward teacher union reps in with us about a month or so ago. Mm-hmm. And those unions both agreed to the recent contract, which was a 2% cost of living raise. Why isn't there more attention on the district level negotiations mm-hmm. of salaries rather than toward Tallahassee to bump up the salaries? When I'm saying that's, you know, that's yeah. absolutely appropriate more on a district focus.
2: Yeah, I agree. I, and I understand that as far as giving the districts uh, more leeway to be able to do it, to do that. But I think we also have to take a, take a step further that the reason why the BTU and UTD and all the unions, why they take this approach and in come into Tallahassee is because they need that direction from us because what happens is they make that push and then they, then right we have the state that slaps their hands um, various times to where it's say, okay, well, now you can't do it this way. So, I mean, I think that's why they continue to look to the state for the guidance and the help that they need when it comes to teacher pay.
0: Yeah, uh, Representative LaMarco, one of the things that I think you and your fellow lawmakers mm-hmm. must talk about is school safety. The statewide grand jury just issued yep. another report and said the mandate that we put into place last year for school safety at schools throughout Florida are not being met, and they said they're not being met in Broward or mm-hmm. Miami-Dade particularly, they deny it, uh... but then you you look at these schools where in fact they don't even have one police officer, school resource officer on duty, sometimes they're charter schools, what are Mm -hmm. you guys going to what are lawmakers
3: going to do about this? Well you're you're absolutely right, Michael, Uh, there are schools that still don't have a a one-way entry or security buzzer to bring people in and and when asked about it some of the folks were asked to raise money and and sell cookies to do it, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a that's a factual situation. Um, so, from the standpoint of the the uh, armed security or law enforcement, I was surprised. Uh, Representative Jones, the chair of our delegation, we had a meeting the other day and I was actually mm-hmm. aghast to find out that uh, we are actually not opting out of the Guardian program in Broward County, not for the simple reason that uh, I, I followed what my folks here in Broward County would like us to do when I voted against that bill last year but more importantly it's because we don't have enough law enforcement professionals we don't have enough hmm. uh, uh, in uniform Broward Sheriff's Office or municipal police officers so we've got to find out a, a way to incentivize to get folks in that in that world and whether it's foreign military or or foreign police
1: the subsidy doesn't cover that the state subsidy right. for that
3: program we talked about cover. that yeah, yeah, yeah actually, how do we do that
0: and that one of the areas that has been a constant, I think, uh, priority for you over the years has been healthcare, insurance, uh, and you support the expansion of Medicaid, you've always done that, Uh, and the previous governor and the legislature refused to do it, but it doesn't seem like this coming legislative session, there's any appetite to do that.
4: Unfortunately, uh, really when I saw yesterday that Kansas, really Kansas, (laughs) Expanded Medicaid. I head of Florida. It's very um, disheartening. City, conservative
0: a conservative state. A
4: conservative state. And so, I, since I got there, I have filed legislation to expand Medicaid and to let the voters decide. Leave the politicians out of it. Let's just let the voters decide what they want to do. Because frankly, there's eight hundred thousand Floridians right now that could get coverage for health care if we expanded Medicaid. Um, unfortunately, no, the appetite's not there, the reality. But I'm going to keep talking about it. I'm going to keep pushing for it because the voters should decide if, if the leadership is not. Well, the really. bill that
1: you filed is already in committee. Yes. It's, yes. So it's yes. it's moving. I just wanted to. We'll you, see. You made me think, Toto, we're not in Kansas anymore. Yes, <laughs>
2: absolutely.
1: Sharon Jones, uh, House Speaker Jose Oliva of Miami has made it very clear health care is the House priority and his priority, not Medicare no. expansion. Mm-hmm. That's not on the. But, but healthcare costs, and um, weigh in if you would, uh, some, of, some of the things you might
2: agree with mm-hmm. there
1: or mm-hmm. not.
2: Well, the one thing I do agree with is that I mean, the healthcare cost is expensive, not only just healthcare itself, uh, when we look at prescriptions, um, I mean, our, our drug prices are I mean, astronomical. Uh, I know we passed legislation last year, and I know the speaker had a large health care um, um, package last year. Um, but it's my hope that we deal, that we come down to the people's level. If we're going to really deal with the, what the cost of health care is, um, that we really seek and talk to the hospitals at it as i've been speaking with hospital administrators they really feel that we as a legislature we're moving on a lot of these issues without consulting them and talking to them about these issues because at the end of the day they are the ones who are on the ground who are helping the people and we're not communicating with them we're just creating laws that's based on what other states are doing and think it should it should fit well with the state of florida and it doesn't yeah and nothing
0: Uh, i should jump in and say we have invited uh, speaker Oliva to be with us, and he has tentatively agreed to be here next week, so we will hear directly from him. But Chip lamarca one mm-hmm. of the things he has talked about, I think, is this industrial hospital complex, which he believes is strangling free competition in the healthcare industry and driving up costs. What do you think about that?
3: Well, he's number one. He's my speaker. Number two, he's very, very opinionated on this issue, and he's very uh, driven on this issue. Um, look. I like to take politics out of things and, and look at this as a free market issue. Um, there's is, there's no doubt that if uh, the business model has changed, where you're not there's not a protectionism in, and we got rid of certificates of need, need. Sorry, last right. year, uh, we did telehealth, we did some other things, and I think the more of those uh, ways we can change the way the market is driven and not the healthcare is delivered, we might have an opportunity to cut costs. That certainly is. As uh, Chevron said, the cost for prescription drugs is one of the biggest uh, issues with families. I mean, when we have to buy drugs from from Canada and then make sure they're the exact same drugs and then they're a third of the cost, that's just, that's not right, not in our country.
2: There's some,
4: I'm sorry, there's some good news uh, with regard to some legislation. Uh, We have a piece of uh, legislation to limit the cost of insulin. This is one of the ones Mm -hmm. that we hear a lot from people and that is moving and that is actually bipartisan and i think it's going to go places there's also you know a move
0: i'm sorry explain to me so you go to big pharma and by law you say when it comes to insulin you cannot charge more than this amount of money we we are passing legislation to
4: limit it to a hundred dollars uh per a 30-day supply because i mean really there needs to be a limit to it that Mm -hmm. is the one drug that we hear constantly about just the uptick in it and how much people are having to pay out of pocket. In addition to that, um, there is a move to to get rid of, of Obamacare, of course, there has been since it became uh, into effect, so we want to make sure that pre-existing conditions uh, are not just, you know, insurance companies aren't just told, hey, just cover people with pre-existing conditions. Let's make sure that there's a limit to that, because we if not, we're going back to what we used to have, where people... Yes, where they were covered, but they had to pay an amount that nobody mm-hmm. could afford. Can
1: we just go back to that—the limiting of drugs? I, I, I want to just jump on what Michael had asked. So, the, what what is take that through to its logical conclusion? You limit what a pharmaceutical company can charge for its drug in in the you know in the theory of free yeah. market. Yeah couldn't those companies say okay well it's not profitable enough for us we're not selling it and then where's the supply? Well they are you concerned about
4: that? Yeah it's going, I can tell you that it's going through banking and insurance where I sit uh, and I'm actually the only person uh, from uh, Miami that sits on it but it it really I believe that it is going to be by a bipartisan vote it's going to pass. It is going to tell insurance companies that the maximum out of pocket for people is $100. So the negotiations really going to be between the insurance companies and mm-hmm. the manufacturer.
0: Yeah. That then is. you also have to go to the retailer to Walgreens, CVS yes. and other people and say your markup can't mm-hmm. be excessive.
4: Mm-hmm. Yep. That's yeah. that's what the law is about and I think that that is uh, something that we are unfortunately having to deal with and legislate because of the uh, fact that so much of the medication is prohibitive. Uh, right. A lot well, of moving parts.
0: Chevron yeah. Jones, uh, one of the issues that I particularly concerning to me is the state prison system. The current director, Mark Inch, says the current system is not sustainable. Mm-hmm. And he has warnings, warned all of mm-hmm. you, that there is the potential for riots because the system, the prison system uh, is understaffed. These are underpaid corrections mm-hmm. officers. Uh, the governor is proposing another 90 million dollars mm-hmm. to hire more officers because of the current time. Mm-hmm. These officers are working 12 and a half hour mm-hmm. shifts, yeah. and they want more so they can go back to
2: an eight hour. A, a day shift. What, what do you, what's going to happen here? First of all, I think we all should know that Secretary Inch is very knowledgeable of this issue. He comes from the federal uh, prison system, uh, and he's right. He warned the legislature of where we're, of where we're at, um, and making it clear that not only do we need to hire more correctional officers, uh, we need to train correctional officers, and we need to make sure the ones who are already there, we need to give them a pay raise, uh, because he's right, because there are a lot of uh, facilities uh, where who have prisoners to where uh, individuals are going uh, they're not being um, uh, focused on, and because right. there are not alo- enough uh, correctional officers within these particular facilities. Right. And so he's right. so But if we're going to talk about prison reform, we should look at uh, the amount of people that we're putting in prison for petty crimes also, because we have so many people who are in our prison systems for petty crimes that I think the legislature is now realizing that we need to do something about.
1: I right. think the Tampa Bay Times just did uh, an article on especially inmates who are women or people of color who are serving sentences for crimes Whose sentences have already been reduced. You, yeah. You're nodding your head. I'm nodding my head because no.
4: it just really, uh, it, clearly we have a problem. It's unsustainable, but mm-hmm. one of the ways, and there is legislation, bipartisan legislation, um, you know, for gain time, for example. Yeah. Uh, there's legislation also just, you know, for, for for all kinds of issues to reduce the, the population. We did do some things last mm-hmm. year, but it was not enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need our own real Uh, step in Florida where we uh, reduce the population People are there for stealing a chain. People, people are there for 25, 30 years. We, we've, we used to have all this like you must do, you know, this much time, that much time, and it's it's ridiculous. And what also, we're th- not training them when they go out. Right. Uh, right. I have a bill to train them when they go out, and so they mm-hmm. can get a job and not come back yep. because that's
1: the other problem so that we have. So this is the other yes. half of, right. a, of a important yes. equation. Yes. Chip Lamargo, what is the House Republicans' take on on that?
3: Well, I'm going to uh, maybe surprise you and say that I, I agree with a lot of the, that's been said. Nothing but we're, you do we're, surprises us, us anymore. <laughs> we, well, we, we dealt with some of these things in, in Broward County and some of the civil citation or, or, or minor issues with small amounts of marijuana. I don't want anybody, we, nobody wants anybody. It's, it's not fiscally responsible mm-hmm. right. to put yeah. someone in jail right. for a minor crime like yeah. that. Um, there was something I read that, in, I think it was in Mississippi, where a prisoner was uh was given some jail time for a misdemeanor and they found out he had a cell phone while well, he didn't know he not had a cell phone he asked for a charger and they gave him 12 years they finally realized that well wait a oh. minute how did he get this thing in here in the first place It's kind of our fault so the way we look at some of the minor minor issues that people are there for if we looked at a, a quantitative number of folks who were there for small drug uh possession not dealing or anything that could harm other folks but you know, small drug possession, other things like that. We could probably take a lot of people out of prison, put them in a workforce development, has been said. Um, I know, for example, I toured a geo prison, I toured a, a state prison, and there are some workforce programs, um, for example, the geo facility in, in the but Glades. the private contractor yeah. for people right. who don't so, know geo. For example, is. yeah. yeah. So, and, and there, but the reality is, if we get folks out of jail, we don't want them coming back you know, if we get them into the economy. I mean, I, I look at it as right. you said the Republican view, it's to me, it's what's the best for the market. The market is to get people yeah. in, the, in the workplace. Right. Thank you right. for and,
2: supporting my bill, Chip. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: and uh,
0: today, one of the ways to reintegrate people who've been in prison is to give them the right to vote, be a full citizen. Again, amendment four passed, 65% of Floridians said yes. If they've served their time, if they have sort of paid their dues then let them vote and that is still out there now this what the state supreme court is going to rule yeah we'll
4: see what the state supreme court uh does uh, but we definitely that was a huge discussion last uh session um and it really was disappointing to so many of us that worked so hard to make sure that it passed more people voted for amendment 4 to give people the right to vote than they voted for governor Mm -hmm. I mean that tells you everything people are like enough like they've served their time they should be able to vote We're putting all kinds of roadblocks in place uh, certain and right now it's not uniform Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, right. Kathy fernandez Rundle here has one uh, procedure which, which is much more lenient mm-hmm. to her credit while, you know, in other areas, especially mm-hmm. rural areas, they don't have a system and so it's really become a problem. It's a and, yeah. Yeah. Can, can I
1: just say, that they were, uh, Carlos Martinez the public defender, yes. Kathy Rundle was here, it's not a leniency thing, no. it's a way around the court cost, it's a financial, it's, financial mm-hmm. it's a really yeah. interesting program I think. Can other, I say that, right? you know, Michael,
3: yeah. you, you um, In your explanation uh, you said and some other things words matter it was to satisfy the terms of the sentence now i don't i don't care about court costs i don't care about somebody Mm -hmm. uh, owes the commissary in jail or any of that stuff but if somebody uh has restitution to pay if somebody robbed my mother of her life savings who's been a single mother since I was one I would want that person to have to pay that restitution before they can vote again but I do want folks that get out of jail and have served their their time and they and whatever the restitution is that's fine I think I think we agree on that and then we got stuck on the fact that everyone knew what the language was because it had to go through the former Florida Supreme Court right yeah point
0: taken all right, <laughs> Chip LaMarca, today <Annette> Taddeo, <laughs> Chevron Jones, great to have you, and so good much. luck up there in Tallahassee for Thank the next you. 60 days. Keep in touch. We shall.